Good evening, good afternoon, good morning, maybe to some of you. Um, I'm Hima Reddy, and I'm excited to be with you here today, the Monday of all Mondays, right? The Monday after we come back from Christmas and New Year's. I don't know what Monday feels more than that, but let's take a look at the markets together. I'm happy to answer any questions you have. So I'm just going to kind of first check in and make sure you're all awake. So if you can just type a Y in the chat, if you can hear me, see me, and I'll share my screen momentarily. Okay, because I also got to get a little lawyer stuff out of the way, make sure I stay compliant. All right. I see a whole bunch more people in here, so I need you to raise your hands. Okay. I'm not seeing all first names, so I'm going to say the ones I see. Uh, Moisha, is it? Shakti, good to see you. Uh, Luda, awesome. Okay, great. I'm seeing that we are working there. Okay, and for anyone watching this as a recording, possibly welcome to you as well. I'm going to share my screen now and stay on camera because why not? So uh, thank you, David, for having me here. This is the Analyze Your Trades event. So let's analyze your trades. It is January 2024. And as always, we got to be careful about how we handle sessions like this. You know, I want to make sure that you understand this is for educational purposes. OK, so this is the whole big old blurb that my intellectual property lawyer makes me put out there. But the most important part is that it's your responsibility to evaluate any information, opinion, advice, or other content contained in this session, okay? I need to say that this is education. This is not financial advice. You are responsible for trading your account at your own risk. So those of you here live, if you could do me the favor of typing D for disclosure so that I know that you understand the risks involved with trading and that you're ready to focus on your learning and that we can dive into this together, that would be great. So D for disclosure and we will proceed here. All right, terrific. So I had a busy packed day, so I was not able to be here earlier with any of my other colleagues who shared with you, but we have the market closed behind us. We have, you know, the first Monday of a full week here in 2024, and I'm going to answer any questions you have about the markets that I see uh, fit that are within my wheelhouse, and I'm going to do so using charts because I am a technical analyst through and through. So I have two sets of charts here that I'm going to share, all right? So if you see me flipping back and forth, it's because of the way I'm organized. I've got the panel that I use every day. I'm just in simulation mode here, so I don't accidentally do anything. And this is where I've got my e-mini S&P 500 futures analysis. That's my primary market that I analyze and trade, been doing so for 20 plus years now. I also, on that same panel, keep the 10-year yield in the VIX. I'm watching those like a hawk lately because they're really helping me stay with the right side of the market, especially since that late October low, right? I also have this panel here called MGC Live. MGC Live is what I call monthly group coaching live. It's what I do with my own students. We have the next session coming up on Wednesday. And I'm just going to use the same panel that I do with my own internal students with all of you here. So if you ask me a question in the chat and it's a ticker, I'll type it here and we'll populate. So let's just, you know, pretend it's good old Boeing. They're not having the best week, but it's in the news. It's on everyone's mind, right? So that's how we'll proceed. All right. I also have another panel of charts. That's all what I consider the top markets these days. And there's more I'm going to be adding. You know, I know that we changed from FANG to what is it? The MAG7 or whatever Kramer calls it. Um, but you can ask me about any. If I know I already have preset charts for them, I'll grab them here. Okay. So can I just see a YES in the chat? You guys understand how I function and we're going to like rock and roll and answer your questions here. Okay, Teresa, I see your question about AMD. So that's the first one I'll do. So I'm going to use the handy dandy sticky note feature here on my PC. Um, and that way I'll capture who's asking me what. 
And David did mention that um, anybody who's viewing the recording won't be able to see the chat, so I'll make sure I repeat any questions that are at length. Okay. All right. Thank you so much for your participation, everyone. It really helps make sure I'm with the live crowd. Okay, so we'll start with Teresa AMD. Again, if you type a question in the chat and you're live, I will repeat it out loud, and that's how you're going to know I saw it. So go ahead and type them as we go. But let's start with AMD. So I don't have AMD preset on one of my panels, so I'm just going to go over to my MGC Live and do it here. And I'm going to chart a monthly panel first. Okay, so any leftover annotations on the chart we're not prepared for today's event. These are left over from my analysis with my own students. And since some of you are newer here, you don't know all my techniques and methods, I'm just gonna keep it real elemental today, okay? I'm gonna keep it to the most important price action, momentum readings, market timing, like forecasting, and just keep it real general, but still useful. So, um, Moisha, I see your cute questions about Q and SPY, QQQs and SPY, and Hawk, I see your questions about TLT and GDX. Okay, so I'll set those aside. So here on AMD, what I see unfolding is a uptrend that we've had in place since October of 2022, got some refuel in the tank in October of 2023. I'm going to deploy the tools I use, but again, we're not in an environment where I can teach everything. It wouldn't really do use the service. So if you want to learn about anything that I share here, I'll show you, you know, how you can do that later. But I'm just going to do the analysis. Okay. All right. So this is giving me some insights to how long this uptrend might extend. Let's uh, take this down to a weekly time frame. Okay. So far, bulls remain in charge, and I'm not seeing that really changing anytime soon. Now, on the weekly time frame. I'm seeing us revisiting this important range from the week ending December 3rd, 2021. So the dates you see on my monthly and weekly charts represent the last day of that period. And I can see that we're heading up into this 153 area. So Teresa, if you're long AMD, I would watch out for resistance around 153. And I'll finish that out on the daily chart by commenting on uh, trying to bring back that history. Okay, I think I'm going to have to go much farther, but I already gave you that level of 153. That's what I'd keep an eye on. And the next level that I would watch is 168. Okay. So those are the key resistance levels for AMD, uptrend in motion. If you're long, I would protect your positions, maybe raising a stop to somewhere below 132, because it's an old top, old tops, this level back here from June 13th, guys, that's a really important level when it comes to GAN analysis. So GAN, that's spelled G-A-N-N, that's my mentor, if you will. I didn't know him personally, but I learned about GAN's works through my late father. And that's how I started studying the market. So a lot of what I talk about is like a spinoff of GAN teaching. Okay, so that's my first one. Was that pretty clear and straightforward? Guys, type a line in the chat. I told you what trend I see. I gave you some upside targets and I told you where I think you should put your stop. Just type a Y if you're cool with that sort of flow here, and we're going to do a bunch more. Teresa, if you have a follow-up question, I'm happy to answer. Okay, like I said, I'm going to keep it real high level, but I'll share with you if you want to learn any further with me. Okay, you're very welcome. Okay, Moisha's up next. Now, any of you who put more than one ticker at once, I will answer your one ticker, and then I'll kind of circle back so we can be fair and stay in the queue. Um, some of you signed on without your name, so I'm just going to say the first three letters of your username, okay? ABLK, I see your question about Tesla. CMD, I see your question about TOL. That's what you meant. All right. Sebastian, I see your question about RSG. 
All right, so I'm going to just keep going here. We're going to go to the cues. So the cues, I have a whole panel for them, the cues and the spy. Um, my spy panel is actually like way more in depth. So let me just open that up here. Okay. So I run this thing called the Trifecta Trading Club. It's one of like my research services. And one of the stars of it is the spy. And I do a weekly report on every week. So I get real in depth on it. So it's loading up. And since I already did the work, I don't want to redo the work. I write those reports and publish them on the weekend. So I share this one on Sunday. All right. Is anybody else here a spy trader? Type a S in the chat. I know lots of traders in my tribe trade spy. They, they trade options or they're monitoring it to make other stock decisions. Okay, so S for spy in the chat. All right, guys. So here's the weekly chart of the spy. Um, TradeStation made some changes to their data over the holidays. I don't think it was purposely like that. And I just got back from visiting family. So some of my data I have to update. It says delayed, but we're after hours now. So we're fine. Okay. Right now, the SPY is in a very interesting position where I believe it's on a journey to a new high and that new high will form sometime between January 19th and January 22nd. So Friday to Monday. How I derive that is using a calculator I created based on GAN techniques. I call it my price time relationship calculator. So I did a whole bunch of work on that this weekend. And that's what I came up with. I also came up with the fact that we are likely to see a rise off of Friday's low, and that's exactly what happened. So I'm not saying I have a crystal ball, but I've been studying these markets for a long time, so I have a pretty good feel. So yesterday, or could I say Friday, right? This was the bar low. And in my report yesterday on the SPY, I told my Trifecta Trading Club members, watch for price to confirm, but it looks pretty sure that yesterday was a significant low, okay? Or Friday low. So here's what happened today. We definitely got confirmation of that move. So the question you might ask is, well, where do we go from here? Big picture. I think that the move we're seeing now has room to continue for the next two and a half weeks. Don't just trade that because I said it here. Obviously, you know me for 10 minutes. You're not going to, but I know some of my longtime members in here. I do not have a crystal ball. I know sometimes it feels like it. I promise you I don't. So you've got to watch subsequent action. So the time frame that I study when I'm looking at the SPY on a shorter than daily is 240 minute. Do we have any other four hour chart folks here? Just type a line in the chat. If you like yourself a four hour chart, I think they're really great for particular markets and the SPY is one of them. All right. So we've now great gone above these two key resistance levels. And I have a cluster of resistance here that you can look at from 476.36 to 477.60 or 477.78. Basically, this 476.50 to 478 area. I think we'll probably blast through it, but there is a chance that it's just a retest and then we hang out for a while. So that's my short-term analysis within my longer-term view of the SPY. So that's what I have to say about the SPY for right now, okay? Short-term, looking to go higher, still on track for a bigger picture move into January 19th, 22nd, but doesn't mean it's just going to go up in a straight line. Watch out along the way. Making sense, guys? Type a Y in the chat. We're good here. I'm going to keep going to the next one, okay? So Q's was the next one. Since that's a question a lot of people ask and it's related to SPY, I will go to it and then move along. All right, here's the cues. This is the monthly chart. So last month, we finally probed above that November 2021 high. Um, my momentum indicator, which is on every single chart that I have, it's really helpful. This twist on the R side, it's called R side power zones, kind of helps you adapt your momentum trading to the current trend. So you don't just get stuck in these like generic overbought, oversold. Um, parameters. 
So what this is telling me right now is we're still on a move higher. Yes, it's slowed down, but let's go to a weekly chart, okay? We're just going to a separate weekly chart and the market's definitely moving more slowly than I would have expected. Uh, and this is not surprising given how tech stocks, the big ones have been recently. But look, we're still holding that old top from December. So that's support. And now let me go to a daily chart. Yeah, with this renewed move higher, we have two things going on here, okay? We have the opportunity to draw a forecast. So a forecast, the way I draw it, is based on a couple of simple tools. And there's also a momentum pattern in play. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to actually just pause the screen. I'm going to stay here with you, but I'm going to pause the screen, draw both, and show you the result, okay? And if you want to know how I did it, well, I will cover that in my monthly group coaching with my own students, which you can become one on Wednesday. So I pause the screen. You shouldn't see anything moving. You should just see my smiling face. Hello. And I'm going to mark a date out here in the future, okay? I'm also going to calculate based off of the momentum pattern I saw. So what I'm doing here is just not for the faint of heart. It's a little unorthodox. So that's why I want to do it like in secret. And then I will show you. Okay. So just give me two seconds. We're almost done here. Uh, that's the one. Okay. One, two, and three. Okay. So I've got my little target here. So when I reveal my chart to you, you're going to see it with a purple intersection. And anybody who trades the cues, this is sort of like the way I'd share this publicly. Okay. Here we go. Three, two, one. Do you guys see on my chart this little purple intersection? This color is a little dark here. Right here, guys. Please type a Y in the chat if you see that. That's like a magnet pulling on price action, okay? I don't have a crystal ball, again, but based on my calculations, which I just did two different ones, and I teach how to do them in my different courses, but the result is that on average, I'm looking at 421.31, January 30th, as this magnet sort of pulling the price up and to the right. So as long as this uptrend stays in motion, ideally with yesterday or Friday's low being the low for a while, we could see a pathway here. Now, let me use awesome Zoom tools to be clear, guys. I'm not saying that we just go up and to the right, nice and easy, and it's a steady line. No. Unfortunately, the market does not move at 45 degree angles all the time. Okay? So that's not what I'm saying. It could be a squiggly winding path. It could go like this even. But what I'm saying is that there's like a magnetic force here that's drawing price and uh, time to it. Okay, great. All right. I will move a little faster on some of these other requests so I can answer all your questions, but I hope this is helpful so far. I'm going to just do a check-in real quick. Guys, scale of one to 10 so far, how much help are you finding? This one is like, I should have gone and gone to the gym. 10 is, this is great. This is concise. This is helpful. I can use this in my trading. Just give me some feedback. Okay. I'm going to keep going here. All right. Wonderful. Thank you. I'm a big girl. If it's not a 10, I can handle it. Don't worry. All right. So I'm going to keep going here. And now we'll go to Hawk who asked about TLT. So we'll go back to my uncle panel for that one. And we'll go TLT. So first I'm going to change to a monthly and then I'll type the ticker in. All right. So this is treasury ETF. Okay. I don't look at it on a regular basis, but obviously can tell from the description. So I'm just going to talk about it like it's widgets. Okay. I'm just going to talk about the chart. This is a downtrend that's been in place clearly since pandemic high on the chart. Most recently, momentum didn't weaken as much as you might expect. So we got this recovery here. I'm going to change that to a weekly to see more detail. Okay. What I'm doing now is a little bit of like advanced forecasting. Oh, interesting. So basically we're in the zip code on TLT, Hawk, where we could just be kind of 
chopping around on this thing for a while, just like we had that consolidation back here. All right. But I don't think it's going much higher than where it's at. And if we go to the daily chart, we can see even more detail. Mm, short term, this may trade a bit higher. I would watch out for this range from December 28th. So that low of that candle and the high of that candle, okay, as resistance on the chart again. As for support down below, the area I'd monitor is here. Now you might be thinking I'm just like pulling these randomly out of my hat, but I have systematic ways that I determine support and resistance. I've just been doing it for so long that it just kind of comes out like a little assembly line, okay? But if I'm in a coaching mode with students who have access to my lessons and I can kind of like refer them back, I'll explain exactly where everything comes from. This is what I see. We're in this little downtrend. This is support down below 94.44 to 93.53, which I think could hold short term, but I don't, I don't know how much we're going to get past 100. All right, Hawk, does that help? Okay. I have four more in the queue. So anybody who didn't ask yet, feel free to go ahead. I'm going to do gold next, then Tesla, then TOL, then RSG. Okay. All right. So let's move along. Let's go to GDX. Now, like I said, I've had some data changes in my trade stations. It's coming back from the holidays and I didn't fix all of them. So let's see if I have it. Okay. I've got this one going. All right. So there's a question about GDX. Oh, GDXJ. My bad. Which may or may not be related. It is. Okay. All right. Shakti, I see your question about VIX and ABLK. I see your another question about RIVN. So I'll um, get to those for sure. Okay. Uh, I'm not really familiar with this. I haven't looked in a while. I've been looking at gold for a while, but I'm going to just treat it like fresh chart. How would we analyze it? Okay. Sitting down for the CMT exam. What would I look at? Well, clearly big downtrend, bit of basing, still not really going anywhere super fast attempting to pick up some positive momentum here, but we're still beneath this high from April of 2022. So that's the first issue. Um, on the weekly chart, we also have resistance here from April of 2023. Notice guys, I just said April and April. That's like the easiest way to have like a baseline seasonality feel for any market is just Pay attention to when are the highs and lows forming? Are they tending to happen around the same months? Okay. That's not what seasonality is in full, but it's the starter kit to learning it and applying it. So you can bet that I'm going to be like, hmm, if I was trading GDX, Jay, I'd pay attention to what happens in April. Uh, I'm seeing the ability to potentially kind of define the consolidation right now that I see long term. So with that line, and with a line down here, or do I want to redraw this to back here would be more useful. Mm, that's too far from the price. Line. I don't like it. Okay. I never best fit my trend lines, guys. All right. I never take a trend line, skip over highs and lows and connect it somewhere else. I don't believe that that's accurate. So either you can choose to connect these two significant lows, or you can choose to connect these two, but don't best fit it to try to match all three. I find that that does not provide useful analysis in the future. So right now, this is just telling me GDXJ is going sideways. I don't really have much to say about it. You can see the resistance, and this is the support down here that's pretty obvious. All right. Okay, I'm going to move along. We got Tesla. Tesla came up on the list for ABLK. Are you still here? Hopefully. I'm just going to go ahead and answer it anyway. And here we are. Tesla monthly chart. So Tesla has been in this like slow creep up. I don't know why it's like from a chart perspective. I don't know why it's all like stalled. 
but look at how it's been trading within last October's range. Okay. Entire Q4 stayed within October's range. Now let's go to the weekly chart I have marked up. It's been weakening since the end of the year, like most other things, but we still haven't broken below the low from December 15th week. So that's an important level, 22820. I'll get more out of this on the daily chart. Oh, this was interesting. Okay. So there's two trend lines on Tesla that if you don't have them drawn and you trade Tesla, I highly recommend you do. Okay. So I'll take a quick second to give you the dates on those. So um, ABLK, you asked about Tesla. Draw a trend line from the June, excuse me, July 19th high to the September 18th high, and then draw another one from January 6th to April 26th. Okay. Look at how beautifully the intersection of those coincided with this November 29th high, even though we'd already traded outside of it. I use trend lines in a different way once they are like defunct, okay? Anyone else would be like, they're dead, throw them in the garbage, can't keep them anymore. I follow them in a, in a different way. And what I'm seeing now is that this old trend line that we've traded back above, but it's still drawing price action to it. But most importantly, we've got this price probe that is here on December 13th. We are holding the low. 234.25 was my support that I've had on here for weeks. And we hit 234.90. Held a support. Formed a bullish pattern here with an engulfing bull calendar. I think Tesla has room to go higher. We've got a bullish hold on our side power zones. It's looking pretty good right now. How good? Should I take a moment to pause the screen and do two forecasts for you guys? Type a Y if that would interest you. And then we're going to keep going with the rest of the tickers. Okay. These are not written in stone. Do not trade these on my recommendation. Do your own studying. I'm going to pause the screen and here we go. I'm doing them live and this is how fast they can be done, okay? So I'm doing a longer term one that will really shape what happens probably into the spring. Yep, that's taking us into March. And the price level on that, I'm going to precisely get. And then I'm going to show you the shorter term one. So I'll plot them in two different colors, okay? All right, so I have set one that I've just drawn and I'm just talking through what I'm doing so you can see for yourself how it's once you learn it it doesn't take forever and then okay so now a shorter term forecast within that is going to come into sometime in January Ooh, you'll be interested to see what this comes into because it pairs with something else we were talking about so let me share with you in a moment what that is all right and so now I'm just getting the exact price levels on that forecast oh dang this is coinciding with some other important resistance. I love it. I love it when things like smush together on the chart. Okay, guys, I'm about to reveal. Okay, so hold on to your seats here. I'm about to reveal in five, four, three, two, extra second, and one. All right, here we go. Follow me right now. Okay, look at my little mouse here. From where Tesla is, if yesterday, Friday's low holds, then the first target is 274.83, excuse me, 271.83 by January 19th. That's interesting because all that detailed SPY analysis that I did on the weekend also says that we should be rallying in this market till January 19th. Huh. And what is Tesla? It's just a stock that's in the S&P 500, right? So the SPY and Tesla... Matching is not some crazy coincidence, but I love it when individual stocks forecasts match the barter market averages. Any of my students who are here right now, please type uh, Y if you understand that. When you are doing analysis, loss forecasting on an individual stock and it flows with the broader market. Pretty awesome, right? 
Okay, now get this, guys. That's one forecast. This is one magnet right here. Another one is up here, okay? March 1st, 305.96. Now, let me be very, 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 very clear. Both of these forecasts would be completely invalidated and not usable if Friday's low doesn't hold. So you can't just say, here's a forecast, and then whatever happens, happens. No. The way I teach forecasting, it's based on certain cycles staying in place and holding, okay? But those are values I'm giving you. Again, you, you know, emotionally and physically typed here and said, you're not going to just hold me to it here. I cannot give you financial advice. I don't know you. I don't know your, your account size. I don't know your risk reward. I don't know any of that. But I can do some math and show you to watching. Was that cool, guys? Type Y in the chat. We're in second half here. So I'm going to do the rest of the tickers coming in. But I wanted to do this for you on a, on a bigger stock. All right, so let's keep going. So now we have TOL from CMD. Okay, so for that one, oh, I think I lost my screen for a second. I'm gonna bring it right back, don't you worry. You see me? All right, TOL. Okay, reshare again, and here we are. All right, so we're gonna go back to my main panel here. So we J, and now, oops, TOL. Okay, so I have some sort of leftover analysis on this, so it'll all be interesting. Okay, so CMD, you asked about TOL. So this stock, Toll Brothers, up and to the right, man. I mean, that's like a parabolic move here. Weekly chart showed a pause, but I don't think it's the end of this up move. It just looks like a bit of a consolidation. And the daily chart is showing that we are attempting to resume higher. Ooh, I want to put a scrunchie on this. So when I say that, think of like big 80s hair, okay? And the only way to control it was with like a scrunchie, a hair tie, all right? Where you like tie it up. That's how I look at consolidation. It's just taking trend lines and putting boundaries on these markets. So this is one that I drew here. And, you know, this is what I'm seeing here. So it's not a perfect flag, but we have a flag-like situation going on on TOL. Likely room for further upside. I can't calculate a target yet unless we get a break, but all signs pointing to likely further upside. What would negate that for me is if we trade below this old high 96.69 because that would close a rising window candlestick pattern and that would not be good because it would close the rising window and it would exit out consolidation. Easy peasy. Done. Okay. TOL. That's it. Because when you're consolidation, there's only so much speculation worth doing. Okay. You can just draw your boundaries, have your scrunchie, and then from there proceed. All right. Sebastian asked about RSG. So let's take this back to a monthly chart and let's type in RSG here and it'll populate. I don't know why it keeps doing this. Okay, RSG. Here we go. <clears throat> Monthly Republic Services. Okay, up and to the right. Up and to the right, but slowing per the weekly chart. How, why do I say slowing? Because look at the candlesticks and look at these long upper shadows. Okay, these past couple of weeks. It just tells you the bears aren't in control quite as much. On the weekly, yeah, just consolidating. Nothing to write home about. If you want some key levels to monitor... I would say here, 160.39, the low from December 6th. And I think it's pretty obvious, this high from December 13th. And what's happening here on the RSI power zones is all that it's doing is working off the overbought conditions for a bull market. And, you know, we're about halfway through. So I'm just going to take a second to show any of you who want to continue to learn with me. I'll still be here, but I just want to let you know where you can get more information from me is right here. The winning RSI playbook, it sells for $14 on my website, but I just want to give it to you here. I don't know why my animations got all screwy. So you can go to hemaready.com forward slash AYT. 
And for you today, you can get that for free. There will be supplemental education to check out after. Feel free to like hit the pause on that if you're paying attention here and want to keep asking me questions, okay? I just wanted to give you guys that moment. And any of my students who are here who have anything positive or negative, that's fine to share about our side power zones. Please feel free as I continue to answer questions for the rest of our session, okay? So I'll come back to this in a bit, but let's let's go back to those charts there. Okay, so RSG, yeah, like I said, that I, I didn't have that much else to share about it. Okay, Sebastian, you got it. Just big old sideways range. Watch for a breakout. Okay, um, I'm going to scroll back. I know I had some questions that came in before. All right, so I don't know if I get to all these, but I'm telling you if I see them. So Kmar, I see your question about R-E-L-L. Peter, I see your question about WIN, W-Y-N-N. Pat, I see your question about L-N-T-H. Marie, I see your question about V-I-R. And B-A-P, I see your question about N-U-G-T. We'll see how many of these I can get to. All right. I think you guys are getting this flow of my style. So I'm just going to kind of comment on the more actionable stuff. Okay. Marie, I see your question about JPM and BAC. Leslie, I see your question about XEXEL. And we'll go from there. Okay. All right. So um, come back here. Uh, Moish is asking, can you talk about your RSI? I could, but then I would take away from this amazing, valuable time of me actually giving you market analysis. So if you're interested in learning about it, you can just get my ebook. It explains everything about how this works. Right now, I'm just kind of showing you the results, okay? Um, so let's come back to the queue here. So R-I-V-N real quick. I'm just going back in order of what everyone was asking. All right, Rivian Automotive. This must be a newer IPO. Not a lot of history here. I tend to like not really discuss stocks like this too much, but I'll comment on her very quickly. We're just in this basing range. So without perspective of if you own it, if you're looking to buy it, I don't really have much to say on something like this because it's just in a giant sideways range. Uh, right now, it does look like it wants to resume higher. And how I came to that conclusion is the following, okay? So I'm going to give you a brief exercise in what I call GAN drives. They're like the movements of the market, okay? So let me get a little uh, zoom drawing action here. Test it out. Okay, yeah, that's a good that's a good tool. Okay, so if we come back to this high from August, okay, fell, recovered. I mean, on the balance, that's all that this was, okay? Then it fell, recovered, fell, recovered, and fell. That means that up until this point, it was this high that I just drawn an arrow over that was defining the move lower. Can you guys type a Y if you see that? I'm just outlining the moves that were shaping the trend on the way down, okay? Then the market started to take off. This market came all the way up here and pulled back. Now, we don't know if this is over, so I'm going to draw a dashed line. But can you see how this move lower came back to this significant old top in price and is forming a bullish candle? Simply a green one at this point, okay? So that alone is not enough reason to go long, but it does tell me that short-term bulls are kind of returning. There's room for this to bump up high, okay? So it's real baseline. I teach how I study price and how I look at price movements pretty much in the beginning of any of my courses, but I just want to kind of show you one example of that. All right, so RIVN, that's all I have to say. Big sideways long-term, but short-term looks like it may resume higher. Okay, Shakti, my Trifecta Trading Club member. Yes, let's look at the VIX together. So for this one, I'm going to make sure we start on the monthly chart. I have three different charts for this. All right, I've paused the screen. I will unpause. Now, the VIX is super important. For options traders, for anybody monitoring the markets, because it is the fear gauge of the markets, right? It is measuring essentially how much fear there is in there. 
And the lower the VIX, the less fear there is. So the more room there is for bulls to be in charge. But when the VIX turns higher, it's really hard for bullish and greedy forces to kind of gain control. So we have been down on the VIX since October. That corresponds with the move higher in the S&P. We are retesting. We just probed above the high from December, but are back below it again. So that's on the monthly chart of the VIX. So this is VIX.X on TradeState, dollar sign VIX.X. Now, I analyze the VIX chart just like I do price charts, but I know full well that the direction of the VIX is moving opposite to what the broad market should be doing, okay? So I'm not getting lost in uh, the translation. I know that this is relatively inverse. So what I've been seeing here is we have, yeah, been recovering on the VIX, recovering higher, basically less fear, or sorry, more fear building, right? Notice how none of that has even tried to come back into the giant range we had from November 3rd week, nowhere near this October 27th week. All of this to me is just like a, a weak, sad attempt for the VIX to turn higher, but I don't think it has the steam. And if we go to the daily chart, my market timing and my other analysis tools are telling me, yeah, it looks like this recovery on the VIX is probably over and the VIX is probably headed back towards this 1237, 1238, 1236. They're so close together, these supports. But do you see that, Shakti? Okay, there's a whole cluster here that's super important. If the VIX gets below that, it adds fuel to the fire for the case of the broader market continuing higher for most of this month. But if the VIX gets to these support levels on its chart and doesn't push below them, then we might have another round. Does that help you out, Chakti? I want to make sure since you are my student and I will also see you in office hours tomorrow where we can discuss it further. Okay, so let's see how many tickers I have left and how much time I have. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. All right, let's see how much I can squeeze out. I'm going to try to stick to one minute per chart. How do you guys like that? Type a Y in the chat. Okay, one minute per ticker, but still getting down to the essence. All right, this is where my New York speediness is going to come through. So here we go. R-E-L-L. -L. So I have to flash back and forth for some of these. Get to the right panel. R-E-L-L. -L. Oh, I was on it. Okay. So this was for K-M-A-U-R. All right. So we have a recovery on Richardson Electronics earnings coming up this week. Be aware of that. Okay. And uh, starting to roll over a little bit. It's basically short-term uptrend within this long-term downtrend. Weekly, not looking very exciting. Starting to roll over, but not necessarily great place to go short yet. Overall, I would not take action on this stock. It's just too volatile of a range. Until it gets above 1430 or it gets below 1210, I think it's kind of a, a dud. Now, if you own the stock, right, then if we were in my monthly coaching live where I'm with my own students, that's a situation where I could ask you what's your current strategy, where's your stop, what are you looking to do with it, okay? Then that's where we can um, dig into that further. But for now, I'm just showing you my initial. Okay, so that's R-E-L-L. -L. Hope that helped you, K-M-U-R. Okay, Peter asked about win. So let's change to win. Okay, so win is attempting to resume higher following its prior move higher from June of 2022 to essentially June of 2023, uh, lifting out of bull support power zone as well. Weekly chart lifting up and has taken above this November 10th high. So that's good news, but a decent amount of resistance kind of along the way here. So some of the levels I'd watch are 
right here in blue, these lines. So I basically take my Fibonacci tool that's in TradeStation and I like hack it to make it GAN levels. So GAN levels that I use are eighths. So you take zero to 100 and divide it by eight. And those are eight equal eight pieces. So 50% is the middle of all that, right? Um, let's go to the daily chart here. See, because Win is still in a downtrend or was in a downtrend and it's just starting to change it. I'm not super excited about where it is. If you're not already long win, I don't think now is the time to get long. I think you should let it pull back a little bit. If it pulls back and there's support here that holds 850, I think that'd be great. And your upside target would be probably like this, this whole area of resistance from 107 to 110. There's a lot of past supply there. Okay. So don't buy win right now if you're not long. Wait a bit, see if it pulls back, but then there's room for upside. And if you are long, manage your position with the expectation that there might be some overhead around 107. Okay, awesome. Glad that helped, Peter. Okay, LNTH. Okay, I see a question in the chat. Any update on using RSI? Steve, I'm not sure what your question is, but oh, thank you. Somebody here in the chat, I can't see your name, said, I started with the RSI course last year. I was surprised to learn how it leads price once you see how momentum works. Worth your time to learn about it. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate that. Um, Again, that's a course that is optional, but if you want to just start with getting to know how I use the indicator, why it's different than the standard RSI more, that's in this um, ebook, which sells for $14 on my website, but you can get it for free if you go to hemoready.com forward slash AYT. Okay. And I want to spend the rest of our time here answering the rest of your questions. All right. So we had a few more tickers. David, how am I on time? How much do I have? I know I was the last on the anchor here. All right. I think I have till six, so I'm just going to keep going. VIR. Uh, technically about 10 minutes, but you, yeah, you're the last presenter. So, uh, you can take some extra time if you want, if there's questions okay. coming through and you have, you have time, you're welcome to. Thanks, David. Okay. I want to keep everyone too late here. So anybody who I have left in my list, VIR, NUGT, JP Morgan, Bank of America, and EXEL. Last call. Bar is closing. If you want me to look at your chart, get in there now, and then I will try to get them all in. Okay. D-I-N-A. I see your question about NQ. And let me come back here. Okay. VIR biotechnology, I guess another newer stock at its lower levels, recovering. Um, trying to like, the price is so low. So like quiet. I'm not used to looking at stocks like this with my students because most of them are trading stocks that have been around for longer or a higher cap. But when I make a face like that, okay, it's because it's so new and there's not as much data for me. But short term, we are in a recovery higher. And I would watch to see if we possibly win back about half of this move that was from the key June high. I don't think it's going to get there in one fell swoop. I think it'll take months. But if it's going to go higher, I would watch out for this like 1750 area. Okay, Marie? That's what I'll say about VIR. Okay. And then we'll go to NUGT. So I'm going to change the time frame back and go to NUGT real quick. Okay, this is another one of these things that I don't know why it's, it's just a really strongly positioned ETF, it looks like, like 3x, right? All right, let me go to the more short term, because the monthly chart is too choppy. Okay, so looking at this just purely from it's a chart, it's a widget, whatever it is, this market has been in uptrend since October, it has much more distinct drive moves, one, two, three, there was a disconnect between price and momentum back here but that already has done its thing. We are back in an area of support. I think this is probably going to resume higher. And if it does, I think it would be on its way to this high back here, okay? 
So while above this low at 2935, there's room for NUGT to get up to 4135. That's all I'll say there. Hope that helps you, BAP. Okay. All right. Um, oh, I'm seeing all your last calls here. Okay. Joel, I see your question about SIGI. Luda, I see your question about shop. Pat, I do this. Or I see your question about LNTH. Okay. Anybody who I answered asked a question or answered a question before, I will come back to yours if there's time. I'm trying to answer some of the ones from folks who didn't ask it. Okay. So let's see. EXEL is what we're up to. Okay. So Marie, I'm skipping over yours for a moment and I'll come back if there's time. So let's go to EXEL for, okay, I'm going too fast. EXEL. There we go. I'm going to just stay in the daily chart for now. I'm not going to go so long-term. Uh, this had a major move today, so I don't really know what to say about it. But in all of this drama, it basically returned to this support from October 20th, held, and then bulls resumed higher. So how far high will the, these bulls go? Well, let me just go and get a monthly perspective. Yeah, the next key monthly high is here at 25.77. So that's the level I would watch, 25.77, as the next upside target in EXEL. Okay, so that was for Leslie. All right, so now we have NQH24. So I have a whole workup of this in a different platform, but or desktop, but if I try to jump to it, I'll have issues. So we'll just look at it over here. So just like the other broad markets, it looked like Friday was time for the low to unfold, and it has continued for this one. Let's just go to a 60-second chart, excuse me, 60-minute chart. And yeah, strong day. Looks like it recouped about half of the losses since last week or week before last before um new year it's on it's why on its way higher i mean i already did a whole look at the cues so when this recording of this event is out you can go look at that or if you're my member you can ask me again in coaching this week on wednesday and we can look at um this compared to the cues but basically looking at new like higher likely into what did i say about the cues i think i said january 30th, I think. What did I say? Let's go look. Yeah, January 30th. Okay, so same for the NQ. All right, Joel asked about SIGI. So let's go take a look at that. And I'm going to go to the monthly for a second. Guys, notice how in every single chart, I go monthly, weekly, daily. Of course, I can go intraday, but I just am trying to stick to the main swing trading timeframes for now. I do this every time. Multi-time frame analysis is so important. It gets you your bearings and make sure you're not fighting the larger trend. So if there's anything you take away from today, which actually, as you are on your way out, guys, I would love if you can type in the chat, whether it's from me, ideally from me or from other speakers here today, what's a golden nugget you took away from getting your questions answered live by trading and analysis experts? Share in the chat because this will help David. This will help me. And this is a very new kind of session that I'm glad he did. It's really fun to be able to kind of just, you know, dive into the markets. So any golden the nugget, any key takeaway, drop that in before you make your way out. And remember, I'm offering you my winning RSI playbook here, and you are welcome to have it as a gift. So just go to hemaray.com forward slash AYT. All right. And I'll finish out with us here together. So I'll do like two or three more and we'll go from there. Okay. Uh, Peter says, you know your stuff. Thanks. I try. Okay. Um. So where was I? I lost track of where I was. Here we go. S-I-G-I for Joel. Okay, monthly selective insurance group. This is a really choppy stock in terms of all these long handle tails, but let's get down the daily chart. I think that it's still in this move lower off of its November 3rd high. The most important area of support is down here. 
this entire range from September 6th. So keep an eye on that. We already yes tested it, but I, I don't think that bulls are fully in charge again. I think there's room for a little bit more of weakness. That's about it. Okay. Um, LNTH from Pat. TH. All right. So this stock has been coming off of its May high from last year, but we did return to its January 2023 range here, which kind of provided some support. Gapped lower with that move, came down and tested a key support area. Oh, didn't actually test it, but approached it. I think I would just monitor this falling window. So that's this large gap down from December 15th. And the middle of that is usually a decent resistance level. So I would watch the $70 area for resistance on LNTH. I don't think it will get much past that in the short term. Okay, I'm going to try to squeeze out these last three. CVN, Apple, and STX. Okay. Uh, well, actually, CVN was a, from a repeat request. Everybody else here is a repeat request. So I think we'll stop with uh, CVNs and Apple since I just said it out loud. And then we'll go from there. So Moisha, we're back to you with, I think I'm saying your name right. I hope I am. CVN. Okay. Unfortunately, I don't seem to be getting that ticker. I'm not sure what's going on there, but good old Apple. I think Apple's a good, strong one to end with. All right. So I do have Apple in a different panel. So guys, bring me home here. Type a Y in the chat if you're excited for our last ticker of the day, Apple, the mother of all S&P stocks. All right. I'm going to bring it up on my big old big bid panel here where I do all my big analysis and then we'll finish up. So here she is, Apple. And I want to make sure I start you on the monthly chart. So I'm just going to pause, make sure that when I go to Apple, it's monthly. There it is. Okay. And here it is. Apple, Apple, Apple. Apple has been correcting lower since the end of last month, like many other things. But it's not really doing as dramatic of a move as I would think if the bears are really taking over long term. Again, setting aside any fundamental things, okay? I'm just talking about the chart here. On the weekly time frame, yeah, it's hanging out at a good support level. I, I take candlesticks and I find support resistance within them. That's what you're seeing right here. And this 181.53, it's not able to really push below it. So let me go to the separate weekly chart and then we'll go to the daily and wrap up. Yep. It's not even pushed below it. So on Apple right now, we have what's I called advanced RSI power zones technique. So I have like a beginner course. And then when you're really good with that stuff, I have a separate advanced RSI power zones that gets into a lot of what I'm seeing down here. And I'm seeing a really important thing where there's a memory of the RSI power zones and the way that the price action is moving with it. I think Apple is on a path to potentially trade back up toward. Okay, again, I don't have a crystal ball. Don't hold me to it. But my last call here for you today is that Apple gets back to 190, 192, and then we see from there. And that's all she wrote. So I thank you all for your time and attention today. I hope you got some value. I will just leave us here on this screen for a moment. If you want to learn more with me and join my tribe, again, this is a free ebook here today. It's $14 on my website if you come anytime you'd like. And thank you, David. This was a lot of fun. I'm really glad I was a. Uh, here and able to share. Good luck to everyone in these crazy markets. And I look forward to seeing you again soon. All right. Thanks, Seema.